Hello, and welcome to Sonic Bites, the freewheeling conversation interview series for the eclectic music lover. This week, we're taking a trip down memory lane discussing everything Christmas. From Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra to Michael Bublé and Taylor Swift, we break down exactly what makes a Christmas song sound the way it does, and also discuss some of our favourite Christmas songs from times gone by. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the absolute world if you could follow us on Apple, Spotify or Stitcher, or subscribe to us on YouTube, as it really goes a long way to helping support the channel and allows us to make even more freewheeling content. We've only got one more episode to wrap up season one, which is our year in review coming after Christmas, so make sure you stay tuned for that one as well. We hope you enjoy the episode. Oh man, this is a, yeah, this is an interesting one. It's been a a while since it's been just the two of us. Um, It has, hasn't it? It's been uh, literally like like almost 11 weeks since we've uh since we did one just the two of us um, yeah how, how many, many interviews have we done now it's since episode 10 yeah um, and we're on episode 22 so we've done 11 11 into 11. oh no because um, well, min, min was, was two, two so we've done yeah. we've done 10 episodes but um, it's been good yeah. man i've really enjoyed uh talking to yeah. all of our musical guests and just sort of getting it's, it's really opened my eyes to um I mean, so many different things, like, you know, mm. like it's, it's having your head sort of pulled in, you know, hundreds of different directions each time, sort of talking to people and having different ideas and people doing different, you know, takes on things and stuff. It's been awesome. How have you found it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really good. I mean, obviously, I didn't really know what to expect before we went on this tirade of, <laughs> um, of uh, yeah, finding out everything about some of our close musical um, acquaintances, but uh yeah, I mean, just for for our like maybe four regular listeners, this is um, is we're doing this not because we've run out of guests, but we just really want to do one of these, <laughs> um, yeah, duo episodes just to end off the year, I guess. Um, exactly, um, and it's been yeah, I mean, it's been a heck of a um, heck of a journey. Like considering the way we like we wouldn't really expect anything when we started um, started doing the podcast. It was just kind of to see you know what happened we didn't really have like an end date or anything or any ideas in mind we're just going to sort of like start Mm. and see how we went um and we managed to keep to a yeah i mean aside from last week where we you know we we planned to have a break um you know we did 21 episodes straight off didn't miss a week Mm. um and yeah it was really good it was really good fun it was nice to have like it was nice to have a deadline sort of to work to every week and like you know to have content to bring out and sort of to you know we've gotten good at like editing we've gotten good at like making sort of visual memes we've gotten good at introductions like adding music over it like there's so many things that like you know yeah. so many skills that that have been developed that we didn't have even know how to think like to do before which is really cool yeah the fact that we can put the episode together pretty quickly is uh, is pretty yeah. cool as well yeah and uh, but yeah i guess we should probably save that for our 2020 in review episode yes we should <laughs> which is coming, coming in two weeks time <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean I, I guess now it's christmas and we're i mean i guess the plan is to take a bit of a break to start off the new year uh um, yes definitely um uh, sort of bring things into review and think about them and, and come back come back fighting <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know this is this is the christmas episode if you hadn't noticed by my jumper and obvious and leo's obvious uh christmas um spirit things <laughs> you can see it in his eyes you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. his eyes are actually very, made of um, sleigh bells <laughs> yeah you can see if i if i <laughs> if i shake my head um you'll start yeah. hearing uh you'll start hearing yeah. bells um i really uh is it oh it's a very wolfy christmas of course it is of course it is yeah well this was actually an album that came out last year so woody goss um the keyboardist he um he has quite a 
wide range of influences as a pianist. Mm. And uh, he recorded like a jazz trio album, which um, he's capable of doing because obviously he's amazing. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, but it was like basically jazz trio versions of Wolfpack tunes and then called it A Very Wolfy Christmas. And it, as you can see, it's, um, it's like designed after, so this is Wolfpack, but designed after Snoopy Peanuts. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And um, which is, uh, yeah, like a homage to the Vince Guaraldi trio Christmas album. <laughs> um, ah, amazing. right. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I forgot if it's actually to do with the Christmas film. There must have been like a Peanuts Christmas film. That, or maybe it was just a Peanuts film. Um, but yeah, it basically accompanies that. So it's got the, so the original uh, Christmas time is here. Sorry, that's, <laughs> um, that yeah, yeah. song <laughs> is like from that uh, soundtrack, I think. Oh. Mm. My dad's uh, like the biggest um, mm. Peanuts fan in the world. Really? <laughs> um, there's a music, there's, um, they had it last, it was at, at last year, they actually, um, it must've been around a similar time. They had um, like a Peanuts exhibition um mm. in london where they had they, sure. they, they they it was um it was, it was really they had obviously all the models um <clears throat> and all the famous sort of like issues and everything and it had the um i can't remember the guy who's the author um but they had his um like they had basically his life and everything sort of like in cartoons and stuff um mm. and just sort of like you know just like how he sort of came up with the ideas and sort of like how he you know released everything and then there was loads of like really nice memor- memorabilia and stuff that um we got my mm-hmm. dad for christmas so yeah, he really he really enjoyed that um oh, i think awesome. quite a lot of like f- fond childhood memories um you know with the peanut car like comics and the cartoons and everything mm. um <clears throat> yeah it's weird because it's 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 very christmasy but i guess peanuts in its essence and like snoopy and all that charlie brown and all that stuff isn't like originally christmas stuff it just kind of ballooned into i guess the the christmas like i guess the christmas songs blow up a bit and that album is yeah. quite a classic in terms of but, jazz christmas music <laughs> um, mm. well it's interesting isn't it because like i think a lot of um like like speaking of that and sort of like christmas songs like a lot of kind of like old timey christmas i say old timey sort of like you know from the 1940s and 50s like that does seem to be where a lot of the like the classic versions of the Christmas songs that we know, mm. like a lot of them are kind of jazz tunes, sort of like if you think about sort mm. of Nat King Cole um, and Frank Sinatra and people like that, sort of like, obviously they're, they're, they're covering mm. um, sort of, you know, um, sort of timeless classics, but sort of like the the sort of accepted versions, at least at least to my mind, um, you know, mm. like if you're thinking of like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the song, like in like, um, sort of like chestnuts roasting on open fire and things like that like it's 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 the Nat King Cole version that sort of that sticks obviously there are other you know versions and covers and re- reimaginations of them but like that seems to be sort of like where the Christmas canon the modern yeah. Christmas canon's kind of started you know like with yeah, jazz I mean, and then it's obviously I, w- I would say that is like actually just Christmas music like full stop you know <laughs> um, obviously yeah. you have you have newer versions of Christmas and I guess we'll talk about that in a bit but in terms of I guess one of the big questions in terms of Christmas music as a musician or like analyzing it is sort of what makes it sound Christmassy. Like why does white Christmas sound like Christmas music? Um, and um, yeah, I, I don't know if you've been down that like small YouTube hole where, where a bunch of those like Adam Neely types <laughs> analyze like what exactly makes, I think there was like this Fox article that basically tried to say that the D minor seven flat five, was the chord that made Christmas music Christmas sounding? I don't know if you've seen that video. Um, but That's really were, interesting. Yeah, and it, it was it was a bit weird. Like Adam Neely debunked it that 
they didn't actually consult any musicologists in order to make that statement. <laughs> they mm. they they interviewed like a journalist who who had a um, bit of a weird explanation of why D minor seven flat five, which is the which is the all I want for Christmas that chord, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, um, and apparently that was made it sound sound Christmassy. Sure. Uh, uh, but then yeah. it's weird because that because that like I, basically Adam and Neely doesn't agree like chords without context don't really have like you can't say that D minor seven like or G seven sounds Christmassy you know mm. um, it has to have some sort of musical context in order for it to um you know <laughs> sound like something um, yeah I mean like to the untrained ear like you wouldn't hear like that you wouldn't hear like sort of and be like, oh yeah, that's Christmas. Um, yeah, exactly. Like straight away. <laughs> like it could, um, it could, it could just as well be, you know, just like a a, a song in a really sad jazz song or something. <laughs> yeah, um, precisely. And apparently, a lot of all like the Christmas songs actually um, come from a very sad context. Like nowadays, you think of it as like sleigh bells and sort of happy, like major key. Um, positive holiday season sort of things um, mm. but when I guess a lot of the songs from like the 40s and the 50s and the 30s even <laughs> um, when those Christmas songs were being written like I think I forgot which song it was that Adam Neely cited um, but basically the original lyrics were like super sad and sort of um, um, it's it's Christmas and um, it's nice to it's nice to be able to spend it with family this Christmas Um but I also want to spend it with my family next Christmas. <laughs> and yeah, also yeah. Like that. I might have gotten my research mixed up. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like they originally have some sort of like bittersweet context to it. Mm. Um, uh, but obviously now it's ballooned into this commercial phenomenon. That is Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah I, think, I think Christmas songs are... Um, I, w- I was chatting to my uh, to my wife about this and we were saying that like Christmas songs are... They're interesting because like she was saying, well, they never get old. Um, and, and the reason is because like they are, they're only played at Christmas. And so there's sort of like a little, there's, you know, there's a window of maybe, you know, mid November to the end of December when they get played to sort of six weeks at a time. Mm. And so I think they have this weird kind of obviously, you know, and and it's, it's cumulative and it builds up over time. They have this sort of like collective nostalgia that kind of builds, um, you know, cause obviously the more years pass, the more years you hear the same songs. And then like, if a new Christmas song comes out all of a sudden, you know, like it has, it has an increasing amount of, um, sort of nostalgia and sort of like establishment to compete with each time. Um, mm. cause if you think like, like I've listened to some of the stuff that's come out this year and it's kind of like, to me, it doesn't sound like Christmas, but it's only because obviously, you know, I've had 25 years of listening to the same sure. Christmas songs over yeah. and over again. Um, mm. And so anything that's added to that each time obviously then comes as a bit of a, like it does, it, it, it goes against what you're sort of used to hearing. It'd be kind of like mm. all of a sudden if, um, you know, one year we're like, oh, Christmas trees are going to be red this year. Um, you mm. know, like everyone would be like, well, you know, you'd find it really strange. But then like, obviously if, if you were the, if you were the child of the first year of having red Christmas trees and then like from then, like every time it came around, you'd, you'd get the, that feeling of like, oh, it's Christmas time again, break out the red Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the same with listening to, you know, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Um, and even for us, I mean, like they, they, they spoke about, um, all I want for Christmas is you. Um, this year it became, it, it hit, um, 
number one in the UK for the first time, like 26 years after its release, um, Mariah Carey's song. Um, yeah. But obviously that came out in 1994. So like for us, um, that's been, that's for me at least, that's been Christmas, you know, because it's 26 years old and I'm 25. So like I've had that for my entire life, whereas obviously some people or anyone sure. who's older than me, you know, who was born in 1994, 1993, there would have been a year where they didn't have that as part of their Christmas experience. Mm, so like, yeah. I guess it's, it's, weird... it's objective. It's objectively hard to make a new Christmas hit. Like it's possible, you know, like all oh, I, before, yeah. before all I want for Christmas is you, there was nothing, you know, as in like that song didn't exist. It didn't <laughs> and exist. It had, yeah, had to break exactly. through somehow. Um, but yeah, I guess with the more the years go by, I, like most Christmas songs that are released nowadays are covers. You have, you have new Christmas songs, obviously. Um, like this mm. year there's, um, like 21 pilots released a Christmas song. And, um, I know like one of my favorite Christmas songs, which spoiler alert for later, but it's like, is Volfex Christmas in LA. And, um, so yeah, oh, so, like, all, the, all, all these songs are, you know, like coming out. Um, and people are recording new new Christmas related songs about, you know, <laughs> um, the same topics, I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess that for it, everyone feels like everyone's like fixed upon, like, is this Christmas song going to be a number one hit? And if it's not, then it's a failure. And, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a, there's room to be a bit more, um, explorative and less conservative, I think, <laughs> um, as much as yeah. like, like, it's not binning old Christmas music, but, um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it, it will come around every year and people will make new Christmas songs. So why not? as artists make the most of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's like, yeah, it's just one of those weird, like, um, yeah, like, like, like and, and I agree actually, like there, there is, there is some fantastic Christmas music out there and sort of stuff that comes out every year. Like, um, I, yeah, I love Christmas in LA, but Peck, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but like, again, it's sort of, I think, I think also now, especially with, um, you know, with the way that sort of music is listened to and the way that, um, people's tastes can differ so wildly because of um you know the sort of the proliferation of streaming um platforms mm. and sort of the the very um personal experience you can have of music um sure you know i think it's a lot harder for a song like it's there's just more things for a song to break through now um mm. you know and also if you think about like radio stations and places where you do hear music played. Um, you know, if you go shopping, like most shopping centers will play, you know, there'll be a Christmas, you know, they'll play Christmas music, radios will play Christmas music. And like, so it's always there. Um, but obviously like they're playing what they think people want to hear as well. And so like, like obviously that continues to reinforce the same song sort of over and over again. And so you have that and you've also got to then break through the fact that like, that if someone released a Christmas song now, it would have to be so big that, you know, it would have to reach everyone or, or en- enough people collectively for it to be like part of um, the canon you know, of Western music, like Christmas. Out of the canon of Western pop <laughs> music. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Um, like that, like it, there's, there's a lot mm. for it. There's a lot of stuff for it to cut through to kind of like make mm. it to the established canon of Christmas songs. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the ones, only person, <laughs> original ones. Yeah. I think the only person sort of like in recent times that I can think who, who made a dent at least it might not, and it might not be even in Western, just like in the UK, um, just from my experience was Michael Bublé. Um, cause he sort of like, I think, and again, he's, he's, mm. he's, he's, he's done a lot of reimaginations of, um, you know, of classic Christmas songs, but like yeah. his stuff, like it's it, that, that to me, that's come close, you know, like every time I mm. think of Christmas now, like Michael Bublé is kind of like, 
on the periphery of that as well. Like if I hear a Michael Bublé Christmas mm. song, I'm not sort of like, oh no, it's not like that's not a Christmas song. It's like, ah, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's Michael Bublé yeah. sort of thing. I think I think it gets a bad rap. I mean that that album only came out in 2011, and if you actually look into like. I mean, I guess some people just reject Michael Bublé, just the, the thought of him. And, yeah. <laughs> and his voice just annoys Conceptually, people. Actually, I disagree with um, what he but, exists, uh, what he stands for. But yeah, for. If, if you're breaking down from a musical standpoint, I mean, I, I, uh, maybe those haters don't actually disagree with this, but I mean, there's so much musical value in them. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it's crazy that album only came out in 2011, I, th- I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, it feels like, like it's yeah. existed for longer. Um, I, it, it does lean on the old jazz traditions of of like original christmas music i guess um yeah uh, definitely yeah i mean taylor yeah, swift but... taylor swift um wrote a christmas song last year and um, mm. um maybe maybe these songs maybe just need like they might not have like the splash hit that um um that i mean I, i'm not even sure if these old christmas songs were splash hits i mean i assume some of them were but um you know that's the, the weird thing yeah. isn't it it's like yeah that yeah. i think um obviously they get mm. that they they're, they're almost like a it's like a ripple that then like turns into a tidal wave a lot of the time like mm. in terms of um well like 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 taking again like all i want for christmas as an example like it didn't hit christmas number one the year it came out but mm. like it's just gotten bigger and bigger every year to the yeah. point where now it's christmas number one like 26 years after it was yeah. written um <laughs> and like uh, what I think, what I what I find really interesting is that um, like bands now that are to most people only known as having that one Christmas song, like they obviously yeah. have a whole other catalogue of music. Like Slade, for example, mm. um, were who do Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, sorry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, <laughs> like I will, they were a rock. I, will, uh, I have a story about that, but we'll get on to that. In yeah, a second. <laughs> but like yeah. they were a rock band from the 1970s, and um, my mm. my Amy's dad, um, he's like a mm. massive fan of sort of like 70s hard rock, and he's got um, he's got a, a vinyl of Slade playing. I think it's Glastonbury sure. Live in like 1971 or something. Yeah, and yeah. like they're a heavy rock band man and like they they <laughs> properly blow the roof off places and like and everyone there mm. was like oh it's just slay they just have that one christmas song and like mm. they're like the like the who like they're a proper like heavy rock band mm. but like now they're just only known for that one christmas song mm. um and so like i think that's quite interesting as well where like kind of you know you have like it, it, it over time like if you do make it into the christmas canon um the hallowed christmas western christmas canon mm. um you know like it, it becomes all you're known for so it's really really interesting um and like i think there's that there's almost two um sort of schools of um to, to me at least there seem to be sort of two schools of christmas song um maybe three but like you have ones that sort of lean back on the sort of the jazz thing um mm. And then, you know, and, and for, for what I'm thinking of kind of like, e- even like all I want for Christmas is you, like the, um, you know, sort of like even the chord progression, sort of like that kind of like G to E minor to C to D sort of thing. Like that's like, that's a like 1950s do what progression, um, mm. you know, sort of taken out and like, and again, sort of like, you know, going to the four and then the four minor sort of like, there's a lot of kind of like jazzy elements in there, which they've taken obviously, mm. um, you know, stuck over a, un- underneath a pop track. And then there's sort of the rock side of it, like sort of taking, um, mm. you know, Merry Christmas, everybody as an example and sort of like this sort of goes away from the jazz tradition completely and then just plays around with like, you know, um, sort of like heavier rock elements and sort of like, you know, sort of more modern key changes and things like that as well. So it's interesting, sort of like the two kind of like 
diverging things that go down. And then obviously like the sort of the straight like pop route as well. Of I'm thinking of like um, Last Christmas by mm. uh, Wham. Um, but then again, even that, like it's got that kind of like, um, yeah. you know, it's like a one, six, four, five. Again, it's just like a doo-wop in, in D as opposed to in G for like all I want for Christmas is you. So like there are elements that are drawn in that kind of yeah. like make it sound Christmassy, you know, when you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's Christmas song. Yeah, I, I watched quite a few videos um, really deep diving and analysing why s- some songs sound more Christmassy or more wintry <laughs> as a result. Um, and th- it's, yeah. it's basically like really, like most or I, almost like 99% of Christmas music has really conservative, like by the book harmony. <laughs> um, it's like jazz, but it's like if if you boil it down, if you really take out the fat of all the extensions and mm, and mm. Um, all the dressing up and um, stuff like that. It is basically just a bunch of two, five, ones, and then maybe a major four and a minor four, most things. Yeah. And um, there was, yeah, I think Andrew Huang does a really good analysis of the two, five, ones in Christmas music. Um, there's mm. also another video which you should check out. It's um, by this YouTube channel called 8-Bit Music Theory. Um, they mainly analyze like game music and like Mario music, and um, because some of that game music is like absolutely incredible in terms of the arrangement. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, they were like they basically boiled down one of like the winter Mario games. And it's like, why does this sound so wintry and Christmassy? <laughs> and yeah, it was and and the the harmony is very is dressed up obviously to make it sound good, but the bare bones of it is you know just like. Two five ones or, um, or like just like fifths, and and the whole feeling of resolution to like like mm. the five one is just so, like it's it's just like, um, what's the word, um, just like nailed, <laughs> like driven into the ground, D- mm. done loads basically, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting because like then you start noticing it once you've done the harmonic analysis <laughs> and you start listening yes. to all these songs. It's just like, oh, it's actually all the same song, <laughs> um, mm. pretty much. Um, but then I guess it's it's special when someone breaks out of that a bit or has yeah. an original take on it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah and exactly. Then, and then at the end of the day, just add sleigh bells to your track, right? And then that's good. Oh make God, so many! Versus, there are so many sleigh um, bells in yeah. all in so many. Like I was, I was listening yeah. to. Um, mm. I had a Christmas playlist on. We went shopping yesterday, and that we have one home in the mm. car, and it's like, it, it, yeah, mm. it, they're just everywhere, and like that obviously just gives you that sort of feeling mm. of um, it being Christmassy as well, just hearing sleigh bells. Mm. Which I've is, got a question. Yeah, which, oh. Like, on. do you, do you think that you would ever, as Leo Kelly G? Um, so me, Johnny Chung, asking you, like, would you, would you ever, uh, do you, would, would you record a Christmas song to put it simply? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Mm. I think mm. I would. Um, I, we we actually, um, I've been work, we've been working in one Bethany Graves and I for about a year and a half now. Um, where mm. like we have, she she came up with the idea of the Christmas song, um, and we've sure. just been sort of like playing around with sort of like bits and like working around together, um, but it just mm. offers a slightly different take on stuff and like we definitely didn't Mm. sort of like hang around with the um like we weren't sort of two five one all over the place um with Mm. that one but like but again like we as as we were doing it like we were sort of thinking of um you know sort of like all of the sort of conventions of christmas music and we're like oh yeah like you know put slayables in it potentially Mm. like you know is like i think also having like 
sort of children singing parts of it as well is another really big sure. thing sort of like you know because it has it, it evokes that idea of yeah yeah exactly um so like that obviously evokes the real feeling of like you know singing christmas carols and sort of like which is mm. like you know but like, like um you know I, I guess it's 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 just you know it's it's just like piling nostalgia on top of nostalgia and like yeah. just sort of like crystallizing into this little like you know three minute nostalgia mm. you know like um I don't know what you call it, like a little kernel, you know, like, yeah. like a, you know, this really condensed <laughs> um, sort of like rock that you can just sort of yeah. like hurl at the radio stations kind of thing. And it just, you know, every, like, every, every November and December, <laughs> every November and December, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I would, um, like, like uh, again, like if, if it only, if it fitted in with sort of like what I, you know, mm, what I sort of doing stood for as an artist and mm. sort of like, you know, I wouldn't like, uh, not, uh, I, I wouldn't go against what I'd want to write. Like, just sure. to write a Christmas song kind of thing. Like, you mm. know, if I was going for the sort of like acoustic singer songwriter thing and just going, right, I'm going to write a straight up pop track, you know, and like just completely yeah. break with everything they've done before. <laughs> but like, you know, if it yeah. was tastefully it, done and it fit in. Mm. Uh, yeah, because yeah. there are there are like massive artists that basically haven't recorded a Christmas song yet. And they're like, why? They're sort of figuring out why. Like, I think one of the ones I read was uh, Barry Gibb and uh, the Bee Gees. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't actually recorded a Christmas song, even though... I feel like generally you'd think that they'd be one of the bands that would have done that. We've done point. it, yeah. And they have recorded, apparently they have recorded a Christmas track in the past, but it was released as like a B-side on a single. So, and it yeah. wasn't like a proper, like no proper thought was actually put into it. So, um, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I feel like just like artists' relationship with Christmas music and mm. like, uh, like you have people that just like are a bit of a, scrooge and just like hate christmas music specifically uh, mm. they just like they just hate the whole aesthetic and the cheeriness of it um but yeah i think it's interesting artists as a collective how they treat it is is it just a commercial opportunity or is it a genuine expression of their artistry you know and mm. i um in my personal opinion as a eternal optimist it's like i think it's um um i think it there is a lot of room and opportunity to be genuine about it um, because it's not going away you know christmas <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> no uh, it's certainly not so you might as um, well make the most of it and make some nice music as a result of it you know um yeah definitely mm. I'm, I'm i'd be curious like to find out how much like record label pressure goes into it as well um because mm. obviously yeah, you know you're, you're contractually obliged with a record mm. label you know to produce however many albums and i wonder whether the record labels do sort of lean on that and kind of go like mm. you know you could always bring out a christmas album this year yeah. you know and just like <laughs> see how it goes kind of thing mm. um because like a lot of like i think the interesting thing i always find is like um like sometimes they're not sort of just christmas songs that are released like and like justin bieber has a christmas album um you know of like yeah, I mean, like, you yeah, know, original Christmas artistic, music yeah. and it's like it's a whole album's mm. worth of Christmas music and it's mm. like mm. like like I, I don't know like like personally like like Christmas obviously you know like it it th there are a multitude of emotions that you can have at Christmas time but like an album's worth like like if you've got like 12 different ways you can like write a Christmas song kind of thing um mm. i mean loads so, like, of artists have released christmas albums so i don't really know no but, no i no yeah. I, I i like as in like it's 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 doable like it can be done mm. obviously and it's been done but i'm just like wondering mm. whether like there's like a sense of obligation sort of creeps in if you're like oh we're gonna write a christmas mm. album and like you know you've got like tw you have to write 12 songs about christmas like i couldn't write 12 songs about christmas like, i could write yeah. one, i mean maybe two yeah. but like you know i mean most of them like, I, I guess most christmas albums are 
cover albums. <laughs> so if you're yeah. writing an original album of Christmas tunes, which I think I think Jamie Collum did this year actually. Um, he released some. It's called the Piano Man at Christmas, and I had to listen to mm. it. I mean, it's, it's all right. It's a Jamie Cullum album. It's um, Jamie Cullum, yeah. But um, yeah, I think artists just have to do it. Like, like it's it's just beneficial for you to do it and not like be a hater. Um, yeah. Every year there'll be a reason for you to stay relevant by making one recording. You know, mm. <laughs> um, there's like. Like I think you you sort of had to take advantage of these seasons rather than reject them. Like I know I know Phoebe Bridgers has like Christmas songs and she has a song called Halloween, and now she's just set. It's going to be on a yeah. playlist every year for Halloween and for Christmas. You're going to just get random streams because of it, or like people are going to buy it as a result. And um, like it just makes so much sense for you to do it. So make a genuine take on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And like, mm. and that 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 that's another really interesting part of um mm. of sort of the Christmas thing is that like, there's definitely a, but like whether it's whether it's a result or an intention, but like there is a massive mm. financial benefit to writing a Christmas hit. Like, I think I think mm. it's Slade. They get like five hundred thousand pounds a year from mm. from from that from having written a Christmas song. Um, you know, just because it gets played all over, you know, Western radio stations every year and so they make half mm. a million pounds a year and they have been making that since you know whenever it was released in 19 i can't remember the date of it but like you know for, for, for mm. 40 plus years they've been making mm. five hundred thousand pounds a year for doing not for releasing one song you know one song yeah um you know so like clearly you know it, there is definitely a there's a financial benefit in doing mm. it as well um and, yeah. and, and 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 i guess maybe that's the other thing that like why a lot of people hate on people bringing out Christmas sort of music because like regardless of the intention behind it whether you are genuinely trying to make really good music like I think um if it doesn't you know if you don't sort of like crack into the canon um like I think a lot of people could interpret it as a shameless sort of like cash grab of just like trying to Mm, you know release something where you know it's going to come out of Christmas and you know it's going to make you money kind of mm. thing and so like it's just you know and i think if it doesn't make it into the the canon like i think it comes off as that then like it's, it's sort of it's very much a mm. you know like sort of championship or bust sort of mm. uh to, to use an nba analogy mm. um sort of like way of writing sort of like either you make it into the canon and everyone goes okay fantastic it's a really great song or you don't and then it's like oh it's, he's just shamelessly trying to make it into the canon you know mm. to, to be set for life sort of financially kind of thing yeah i mean yeah, I guess there is an element of that being interpreted, but then at the end of the day, I think that's just a hater's mindset, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that's that's right. I'm just saying like, I, I feel like that's the way it's by a lot of people. That's the way it is interpreted, um, or it can be interpreted. Sort of like the, um, you know, right, right or wrong. Like that's definitely an interpretation that, that exists. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh, yeah. I mean, what I mean, I guess. Um, like what? What are your what are your favorite Christmas memories of uh, uh, in terms of like music? Uh, I guess in we have played Chris- some Christmas gigs in the past, but um, I don't know. Like in terms of your listening and like playing, um, I'm Ooh. just curious. Uh, I, I don't think we've. I mean, we don't. We haven't really talked about it that much as a, as friends. So no, um, we haven't actually. We we, we've done a lot do of playing together at Christmas, yeah. but not a lot of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of listening, um, I think. Some of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, 
like I like again like I'm, I'm i'm a real sucker for sort of like obviously like the old sort of like napkin clog classic stuff um mm. and frank sinatra and bing cosby um i've done a lot of playing in care homes at christmas um sure. you know i've done mm. a lot of sort of christmas gigs and things with with amy as well um which has been really nice um and they're all sort of like you know just classic um you know, just like singing, like, because cause a lot of the people nowadays in the care homes are sort of in their 80s. So if you think sort of when you count back, they're born in the late 1930s, early 1940s. And so you play the classics mm. for them because that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. Um, so like I've got real fond memories playing those and sort of learning them and working out the harmonies and just sort of like just having a really good time singing those. Um, obviously singing like Christmas carols in school um, mm. is another really sort of fond memory, sort of like singing. Um, uh, I was thinking. Like God bless, God rest you, God rest you, merry gentlemen, and songs like that. Sure. Sort of like you know, mm. in assembly, like just you know, with everyone else, um, is always is, is again really really fond, um, sort of memories. And then um, in terms of like playing, I think it's definitely like um, like like sort of from university onwards, there've been loads of really fantastic sort of looks we did. Uh, the house, the the first, the, the, well, the only year that I was in charge of house band from 2017 to 2018, the first gig that the house band had was a Christmas gig, um, sure. yeah. sort of like with with the first gig with um with the new people who came in that year, and um, that was one of the best gigs that I've. Um, I didn't even play that gig. Like I just, I, I mm. rehearsed the band and then just like stood back and watched them. But like, it was yeah. like everyone had so much fun and like I had so much fun watching everyone just like playing through these amazing songs. Um, mm. Like that was really, really good fun. Um, the gig that we did, was it? No, it's no, it was, we haven't quite got to it yet. It was the 18th last year, wasn't it? But when we played over at McCann um, with our function band, that was a heck of a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious because like, uh, I guess that was one of the moments that I... Like we had to learn quite a few Christmas tunes for it, and I don't know if you remember this um, this story, but uh, basically we decided to play both the songs "Merry Christmas Everybody" and "Merry Christmas Everyone" in the same yeah. set. And I was on keyboards for both of the songs, and it it like it wasn't like the gig wasn't cobbled together, but obviously you have to cobble a bit for the Christmas songs because you only mm. play them at a certain time of the year, and. I don't know which way around it was, but I basically just played the other one. Like we yeah. called Merry Christmas, everybody. And I started playing Merry Christmas, everyone, which is a completely different song. Yeah. And I couldn't stop because I was just playing it and hammering away. And, yeah. and everyone just kind of hor- like with a horrified look, just like yeah. looking over, I was hammering away. I was like, doot, 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 doot. Um, which, which shows like a lot of the, like the songs sound very similar or at least harmonically speaking as a person who just kind of projects chord progressions in certain keys to be yeah. able to play songs um, as a non-singer. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just hilarious. And I'll forever, I'll forever have the image of you guys looking over at me. <laughs> just like, <laughs> That's a horror. oh God. Yeah. And especially, done? I think it was Chris in our band who sings he just had to like switch up the song basically um, yeah yeah because obviously you, you can't just wing it with the chords you have to actually remember an entire yeah. different song <laughs> in order to sing it um, but I guess he had we to like re-download it, yeah. like the lyric schematic in his head quickly and just, yeah. no 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 not that song like <laughs> change yeah. it mm. um, but I, yeah I, I mean like um, mm. like in fairness to you like you know Merry Christmas everybody and Merry Christmas everyone like, like <laughs> come on so man. close in name as well like you know yeah. how, like you know if, if there was ever going to be like you know two songs to confuse like 
Fair mm. enough. It's definitely those. I always get um, it's it's Merry Christmas, everybody, and um, even now I, I'm, I'm doing it. I can't even remember mm. the two. There's um because you have <laughs> yes, there's the, the one that's like so here it is, Merry Christmas, yeah, everybody's, and then um, how's the other one go? Um, oh my god. This is this happens every year. Like there's the two I get mixed up because it's Slade and Wizard. It's Slade and Wizard, the two, yeah. and like in my head, they because they both have the same sort of like mm. they have the similar sort of like feel and the similar sort of like mm. time signature and everything. Um, mm. That like I just I can't. How does the other one go? So here it is, Mary. No, that's the, that's, that's the same song. That's the same one. What's the other one? Uh, I'll let the bells uh, ring out for Christmas. Dun, oh yeah, dun, that dun. One. yeah. That the pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They is, are is that the wizard song? Because I hate the production on that song. That's like I think that's the wizard song. Um, yeah. but, but I just yeah, know it's the wizard two. song that just sounds like absolute. Like maybe it's just the, the the age of the recording and it wasn't remastered or something, but um, it just I don't know. It just sounds like it's all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, me. it's like it's it's got that I guess wall of sound thing, which is like this Phil Spector Christmas thing. I don't know if we produced yeah. that track, but <laughs> Phil Spector but, uh, does Christmas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like yeah, it, it just sounds like an onslaught to my ears in terms of how yeah. it was mixed and mastered. Um, the wall of sound comes down yeah. the chimney and knocks yeah. over the mince pie table. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think yeah. um, that one, it really interests me though, that when, um, sorry, the one that's, so here it is, Merry Christmas, everybody's having fun. Mm. Um, because like it has, I remember when we were learning it, like it has a, like a random bar of seven to go into the bridge. Sure. So yeah. it's like, look <laughs> to the future now, it's only just begun. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to that and just all just going like yeah. what the hell why would you do that in a Christmas song and just like randomly stick a yeah. bar of 7, 8 in change key completely mm. and then like go back it's like it's a really interesting way to um, but obviously you know mm. it, it works and it's iconic now but like like I, I'd love to have been in the studio at the time where like the guy just went right okay we're going to put a bar of 7 in and everyone's yeah. like are you sure like John are you sure that's a good idea like yeah mate it'll be great they'll love it um, yeah but yeah, yeah what are your um, oh sorry go on um, no, I've lost my train of thought now. You can ask me the question again. Oh, I was just going to say, so like the same question back to you. Like, what are your favorite um, memories of Christmas songs, and what memories are your favorite like playing experiences and stuff? Um, there's probably some that I've just completely forgotten. But I guess geeking around Christmas is just fun. I think the hardest part of it is just like just learning the songs again every year. I just like Fairy Tale of New York. I I just will never ever remember the structure to that song. Like, no. It is just the worst, and it and you're the problem is is that you're expected to know it, and I feel like in the public, like knowledge base, like everyone knows exactly how it goes, and if I if even I place a beat off, like they're gonna know. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll finally conquer that song, but I just uh, I don't know. I just not that I hate it, you know. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. No, that no, guy. no. It's an amazing song. It's just yeah. frustrating to play specifically. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so true, isn't yeah. it? That like, yeah, like yeah. it's because um, like a lot of the time as well, like they're not weirdly enough, they're not easy songs to play, despite having really recognizable mm. harmony and sort of having these yeah. tropes and conventions. Um, mm. A lot of Christmas songs are not 
necessarily easy to play either yeah, especially with um, the arrangements as well because a lot of them have those like string parts or brass parts like trying, mm. like if, if you're trying to play it as a smaller band without the resources or the size or the gig um, yeah exactly you've got a lot um, to kind of like pull yeah. together and make work um mm. but then like then but then conversely like when you do have a really big band like sort of like like when you work out all the parts mm. like you have to get it absolutely dead on um True. yeah because like it's weird isn't it yeah because like mm. everyone because because also like at the point of um you know sort of when you're playing it live like when you get to the christmas part of the set like mm. most people are inebriated mm. somewhat um you yeah. know and all they, they want to do is just holler along to the to the they court. just want to shout yeah. along so like but, it's, but if yeah. you mess it up man like, like the, yeah. the rage and fury you get yeah. from people is, is real like a drunken person coming up to you being like you missed the freaking beat in the second verse <laughs> in the middle yeah exactly <laughs> like the one in fairy tale new york that always gets me is like it's it's the last time it after you get the first break where you have mm. the, like the, the um like the da 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 and there's there's three bars instead of two and like i always want to yeah. be like like my brain always uh. wants to work in like twos and fours so it wants to be like the da 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 the boys but it's not it's the da 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 two three the, and it, like it always it always catches me out every time um, even even you trying to count it there is giving me some counting trauma right now <laughs> yeah yeah like it just it always it yeah. always messes me up that one um mm. and then mm. what's the other one there's like it's like it's the, the the chord at the end of the chorus for all I want for Christmas is you every time like is a oh, really yeah, strange like an extra, chord and I can't remember what it is mm. it's like some it's like it's like a C like like it's it's like a it's like a fourth minor with something mm. else in it and like every time I think I think it's like a fourth minor like but with a D in the, like with a five in the bass it's like that like and like by itself yeah. it sounds horrible but like it just works in the context of the song like every time I hit mm. every time I think of that it just gives me trauma mm. as well because like, I can't yeah. when I hear it on the recording I'm like oh no what's the chord what's the chord and like that yeah so there's lots of, clearly <laughs> between us there's quite a few um, like traumatic Christmas memories yeah. of playing as well like yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe sure we just we need them. to do more Christmas gigs and we just nail it into our heads you know yeah in the future like maybe obviously. maybe next year like um, you mm. know sort of coronavirus and everything permitting like we just have to sit down in like September and just be like, yeah. right, we're going to nail every single Christmas song. Like, so when yeah. it comes to mid-November, like, we're ready yeah. to go. We're not cramming the pokes. Yeah. Because that's always the thing as well. It's always, there's always, I've, I've found, like, every year that I've played Christmas functions, mm. like, there's always an element of cramming, of just, like, yeah. you know, like, and cause it, cause there's always loads of songs. There's like, there's, like, 20 songs to learn. It's, like, and it's always mm. left right until like the end of November, mm. like, you know, a week before the first Christmas gig. And yeah. it's, oh my God, I've got 20 songs to learn again. And you get to the end of the Christmas period and you're like, okay, we've played these loads now. Yeah. Surely we won't forget mm. those. And then it comes around next year and you're like, I'm just forgetting. It just gets nah, completely wiped it, it, out it, it of your It expires memory. a month after December. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it all just yeah. goes again. It's so weird, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and maybe that's like, maybe like sort of bringing it back to the whole like nostalgia thing. Maybe that's why Christmas music sort of like, it mm. works the way it does because like like come january the first it's just like whoosh, like yeah it just <laughs> the radio stations go completely silent you hear mm. nothing and then they just yeah. kick it back up again in like mid-november mm. um so maybe that's why it is as well and it's just like you know just the whole of the western world just has this collective like amnesia for christmas and then it just comes back again <laughs> i just you i know? just had a memory of us sitting in your car um i, 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 I we're doing some sort of gear drop off or something and um and I really wanted to listen to Magic FM for some reason. Like it was like a late night drive. 
and, and yes. we put it on and it just we just could not get any non-christmas music yeah um, <laughs> and it was just really frustrating and <laughs> we just wanted anything else and and it was it was in your car where we we couldn't like plug a phone in or anything <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> your, your old one. Uh, stuck in the old yeah. fiat like just listening to nothing but christmas songs Mm. so what would you rank as your favorite maybe three christmas songs my favorite three wow um okay i that's that's a really good question and it's gone sorry what are you gonna say no because i saw i saw emily blunt answer this on um on the the fallon show tonight show (laughs) recently oh right (laughs) i'm gonna bring that question i mean it's a very uninspiring question like Mm. in terms of what it is but (laughs) i don't know i'm curious as of this moment as of right now, um, I think my top one for a while and probably maybe always will be Fairy Tale of New York, um, okay. just because of the fact that, um, like, I don't know, it, it gives you that sort of, and again, it's not a particularly happy <laughs> song, that one, but, um, but like, I think I just, I love mm, the chord sure. progression in it. I love the way it just, the way it just moves through, like it just has that really sort of like nice sort of nostalgic feeling, mm. you know, that kind of when it just, like, for some reason that like... Like, like every time I hear that, it just makes me forget. You're just like, like it, mm. it reminds me of like sitting in, I think it's got a, like a weird, like, um, you know, almost like a school, like carol vibe to it. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like just that starting sure. bit, it just, like it just brings back those sort of Christmas memories. And the fact that it's a duet, like I always sing when, when, um, we're in the car together, Amy and I, we always sing the harmony parts together. So that's always really fun. So that's definitely my top mm. one. Um, my second favorite is probably ah oh it's hard man it's probably it's probably something by nat king cole maybe merry Mm. christmas to you like because it's just Mm. yeah it's just absolutely classic and then maybe to sort of like split the difference and put one in the middle um maybe it might be um it might be merry christmas everyone actually um just because again it's just that there's really like fond memories merry christmas everyone as opposed to merry christmas everybody um Mm. by shaking stevens um sure most mostly because like i didn't realize who shaking stevens was until i started doing care home gigs and i found out that like a load of the people in their you know 70s and 80s were massive fans of shaking stevens so like, i learned all <laughs> these shaking stevens songs and then it came to christmas and they were like oh can you do that shaking stevens song and i was like oh what song do you mean and they were like and then i was like oh my god that's shaking stevens as well um yeah. so that sort of really blew my mind so i think they're probably my Steve. top three <laughs> Damn, Steve! Like he's, he's it, the dude was the dude was good, man. He uh, he knew mm. how to knew how to shake it. Um, did did Steve? <laughs> um, he was but a, yeah, it, so, it wasn't. It was as advertised. It was. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Fairy Tale of New York, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, Merry Christmas everybody would be my top three. What about you? Mm. Um, I mean, I'm quite a sucker for like alternative genre interpretations of christmas music um i think mm. r&b is like amazing are you, um, you, are you going down to james brown are you, are you um, santa claus well, went straight to the ghetto <laughs> well, those are those are albums and there's I, I sort of enjoy a lot of music like christmas music slightly ironically um, yeah so like so like the michael like michael mcdonald's five christmas albums like insane <laughs> and, um, james brown's funky christmas pj morton's um gospel no not gospel sorry pj morton's um like christmas album which he re-released this year um just like stevie wonder versions of it stevie mm. wonder's done some christmas music but anyway i think Ooh. overall i think my favorite christmas song so far that i've ever listened to is this christmas by uh donny hathaway um 
are you are you frozen? No, you're not frozen. <laughs> I'm here. No, no, I'm here. I'm sorry, I was trying to remember. Um, I don't think I've if I've heard it, I can't remember how it goes. No, uh, it's like um, this Christmas, no, on the mistletoe. And I like. I just really love the harmony on that song. Um, yeah. And this Christmas is here. Very merry Christmas. That one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And I was playing. I was, I was learning the bass line to it recently, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of. It's pretty like Motown inspired as well. Mm. Um, and Donny Hathaway is amazing. Um, and then obviously I have a personal bias for Christmas in LA by Wolfpack. Of course. <laughs> no of shame course. there. Um, I no, think it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's not, it's, it's not like a smash hit or anything. It's only really a Wolfpack. Like if you know Wolfpack, you know the song. But um, or, or if you're I, from I, Los Angeles, probably. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's cool that they like early on in their career, they've, composed a christmas song that is original it's got like a pretty original concept i think of it being christmas and it's sunny in california and um, yeah um and yeah and obviously it's just an awesome song um and then i guess something classic like um like the christmas song or have yourself a merry christmas um mm. has some good memories just playing it at gigs and it's got yeah i don't know it just goes down well in terms of that like dinner style christmas music <laughs> um, yeah yeah but yeah I'm, I, I'm obviously a sucker for jazz interpretations of christmas music and any sort of weird spin to it that makes you like it doesn't have to be good i think at the end of the day, christmas music, <laughs> um it just has to like give you a bit of you know like little dopamine rush <laughs> yeah um, yeah just to, i love that i love that yeah. like caveat as a like it hasn't got to be good <laughs> it's just kind yeah. of the yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's like it's neither good or bad you know like it's not like like maybe objectively it's generic um or objectively mm. like it's a bit dumb or cheesy or um it's like you don't want to base your entire artistic career on it you know you don't want to become slayed <laughs> um or, or maybe you do want to become slayed i don't know yeah <laughs> so it sounds like a piece maybe you do well. like, <laughs> um yeah yeah but um yeah those would be my three and then obviously those albums littered in. Um, I'm always curious to see like who releases Christmas music every year as well. Um, mm, um, I mean, I think I, I check out music like loads anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. It's, I'm always trying to see like what pe- what artists are up to and why they've done things. You know, I think. Um, I mean, like Taylor Swift brought out a Christmas song last year. I think like of all years, mm. maybe this was the one to do it instead. Like. <laughs> Yeah. she could have just like mm. <laughs> like tacked a yeah. like you know a little christmas song on the end of evermore and like that would have been she would have been set this like you know if anyone was going to yeah, break yeah. into the canon this year like it would have been mm. taylor swift you know after folklore and evermore <laughs> you know, just, just tack a little just mm. just a cheeky little like you know yeah. like three minute christmas song on the end yeah. um you know and everyone would have gone absolutely nuts um <laughs> i'm sure but um maybe that song will, will make a or, or last I mean maybe I she'll write and maybe she'll write another 12 songs mm. and just release them yeah. on Christmas Eve or something <laughs> like yeah. it may well happen yeah. so what yeah. um in terms of like uh I, I guess moving away from music slightly like Christmas plans and everything this year obviously you're over in Hong Kong um as mm. you are for most Christmases but like what are your plans for Christmas this year and sort of like what's the mm. what's the deal with coronavirus and everything going on over there yeah well there's going to be slightly more restrictions um i mean i i never like in my family um from hong kong we never really do a proper christmas meal like the uk or western way yeah in terms of of the the massive like meal and 
oven food and stuff like that, pigs and blankets, yeah. Brussels sprouts, all that jazz. Um, but um, and, ja- yeah, and jazz as well. <laughs> well, I mean, there will definitely be lots of jazz. Listen to yeah, <laughs> um, all that but, jazz. Um, but yeah, it would just be spending time with the family, maybe go shopping, which is not a UK thing. I think on Christmas Day, people, like it's very much a, like a ghost town. <laughs> um, mm. but, um, I mean, uh, in the past few years, I have done Christmas meals with like friends and stuff, but um, obviously not this year. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, just be kind of standard and. Um, yeah what about you um yeah i mean um we're very very western in a in my family <laughs> and so it'll be, what? <laughs> it'll, be <laughs> it'll be a very um well tradi- traditional but a bit different um because mm. i've never i've never spent christmas with uh with amy uh as my wife um and obviously mm. you know like we always um we've, we've been living apart uh since we've uh since we started getting out, since we started going out almost nine mm. years ago now. And so it would be mm. nice to like wake up on Christmas morning next to my wife uh, for the first time ever, which would yeah. be quite interesting. Sure. Um, and mm. then uh, I've always spent Christmas at well, what was my parents' house, which is was still my parents' house, but was, was my house as well. It's not my house anymore. Um, so this is the first Christmas where like um, we're not going around my parents' house um, and my Amy's family are coming to us instead. Um, so like mm-hmm. I've never like cooked a full Christmas dinner before I've, I've, I've helped out with it but I've never like had the sole responsibility of a Christmas dinner resting on sure. my head before <laughs> um, which I'm really excited for I really want to um, you know like uh, we've, we've, we've we've been testing out like recipes and sort of working out um, you know what to do what not to do um, I'm vegan Amy's vegetarian and so like we're going to cook lots of that stuff um, Amy's parents are cooking the turkey and bringing that over um, but then we're doing everything else and so like I'm just mm. really ex- I'm just really excited excited to like just basically yeah. just cook a load of stuff for like two days just spend like two days in the kitchen just like chopping and cooking and baking and preparing everything it's going to be awesome um mm. so yeah that's that's um that's our that's mm. our, our christmas plans this year it's quite nice um nice. but yeah, yeah man, it's um uh, it's yeah it's i mean obviously it's a weird year to be celebrating christmas i was um watching some christmas videos earlier just to get in the mood for this and um like it just feels very like dissociative to to look at people in christmas gear and being like <laughs> like when there's so much going on in the world mm. but, yeah i mean i mean it's a cheesy way to put it but maybe it's also like sorely needed as well you know <laughs> just to mm. ha- just have some sort of excuse to to have a normal thing this year you know <laughs> yeah um, i think people need like you know it's a, just a bit of um it's a mm. bit of escapism and a bit of a break from mm. reality um you know, just mm. for a little bit, um, mm. you know, just to be able to sort of, you know, just come together because, yeah, it has been a hell of a, I mean, you know, and, and, and I think as well, it's it's worth sort of like thinking that like, you know, for a lot of people, like for us, it's been a hell of a year, but like for some people, it's a hell of a year every year, you know, mm. coronavirus or not. And, you know, so like, yeah. you know, I think everyone needs just that little bit of like, you know, mm. it's, it's nice to have an, an excuse just not to think about sort of like the day to day drudgery mm. of of life you know and just yeah. to be able to sort of think about you know um other things mm. just you know even just for a little while um you know mm. just to get out of your own life for a bit and just you know just enjoy a bit of christmas you know if that's if that's possible and if that's what you want to do obviously um if that's what you're if that fits in with your um you know the way you do things around december the 25th um yeah. and 24th um but yeah man um well in in that in that case i hope you have a uh, a wonderful yeah. christmas um well to me to the listener really yes <laughs> I hope, well i, I hope say you, you you 
Oh, wait, wait, unless you were actually saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> have a have a very wolfy, yeah. <laughs> wonderful um, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first, first to you personally, and then to everyone mm-hmm. listening as well. I hope you have a wonderful <laughs> Christmas, um, and we look forward to seeing you. Well, just after Christmas first for our uh, year in review episode and then uh, in the new year with season two, which we're really excited. Season two to, hype. Season two is coming um, <laughs> to bring season two to you yeah. guys as well. Um, and also and also stream Christmas again by Jonathan Blake. <laughs> um, yes. Who is, I think the only Christmas song that I know that we've had in terms of guests on the show, unless someone like Phil was done a Christmas. But in terms of our actual recording... I think yeah. JB might be the only one. And it's not like the most positive Christmas song, but it is a Christmas song. <laughs> it's an ori- um, it's an original Christmas song. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're looking for original yeah. Christmas music, um, and if you want to get... A- <laughs> If you, want a new so- if you want a new song in the Christmas canon, um, then if you guys stream it, um, you get it that yeah. much closer to breaking into the, uh, <laughs> the Western Christmas canon. So, you yeah. know, make, make every Jonathan stream counts, Blake guys. the next Slade. Make Jonathan Blake the next Slade. Um, mm. It may, you know, in... Well, when was it released? Was it 2018? I think it might be earlier. Um, um, so I think it's 2016, if, I think. 2016. So in, mm. in 26 years, like Mariah Carey in 2042... Um, it may reach Christmas number one and so um, you know if you guys if we start now then um, you know we'll we'll get there Um, so yeah make sure you stream uh, Christmas again by Jonathan Blake as well (laughs) guest number one on the podcast thank you for listening to another episode of Sonic Bites if you liked what you heard follow us on Spotify Apple Stitcher or Google Podcasts or like the video on YouTube and follow the channel Leo Kelly G Music Also, you can reach out to us in the YouTube comments or send us a message on Twitter or Instagram. We would love to hear from you, so stay tuned for another episode coming very soon.